it's, it's moving. It's staying. steering clear of no bad jokes. We will be that's hitting the, them on every turn. That's, that's mostly why people turn up now. We're on <laughs> dumb much. retorts. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Excuse every guest of every party that I've ever hosted has given me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any retorts this evening? Uh, no. <laughs> cheese and olives. <laughs> cheese and olives, but no cheese and olives. <laughs> No retorts whatsoever. How, how are your retorts tonight? Uh, my retorts are divine. Uh, how how are your retorts? Uh, sweaty. <laughs> yeah, it is unseasonably warm in the UK today. It's horrible uh, at the moment. Uh, I shouldn't complain. There's worse weather, but I just don't cope well in no, any weather. No. And I will no. moan whenever I get the chance. <laughs> so fudge you, Will. <laughs> As is our right. We are English, <laughs> therefore we moan. And we, we are British, well. we are perpetually in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> that is the mood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we do it well. Uh, yeah, as an, as an do it with class. Bit of style. It's like gentleman's mood. Not moody mood, it's gentleman's mood. Yeah, just mildly irritated by yeah. existing. It's like just two gentlemen bloke on corner streets. One telling the other one he's just wet his pants. <laughs> Followed by the other one going, shame. Ah, jolly good. Bugger. Good aim. Yeah. <laughs> Rather cold, I huh? just soiled myself, Eric. <laughs> well, Eric. Bugger me. <laughs> that's, that's a name you don't hear too often. Eric. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, how you doing, mate? Besides besides the warmth? Um, I'm intact. Wise. <laughs> You're good. intact. Yeah, I'm here. You got, you got, you got everything <laughs> screwed on today. Everything, uh, well, I hope so. Things have been falling off uh, against my will. So, depending on, like, again on the weather. I've, I've just circled back to the weather. See, <laughs> I'll I be can't the leprosy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's 31. That's that's it, unseasonable for the UK. It is. It, 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 yeah, we don't understand today. what to do with this kind of weather. We should rejoice and go <laughs> outside and laugh and, you know, sort of appreciate the beauty of the world. But instead, we're like, how fucking hell that? Are we going to make it to Love Island before <laughs> we have to, you know, climb in the freezer? <laughs> we, uh, I'm joking. I'm not going to make it to Love Island. <laughs> no, but you are going to climb in the freezer. Joke I am going to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, me and Maddie went to walk the dogs yesterday, and I, I could just feel my brain kind of boiling in its own juices oh. as I was walking up. So I, I marched off, and I just left her there. Just marched off. <laughs> I got in. I was lay on the on the kitchen floor on the on the wooden floor, and she came <laughs> in and got got me a packet of ice just to put it under my head as a pillow. And I had <laughs> I had to put it back into the freezer a few minutes later because I could feel my head sinking because it was melting. <laughs> It was melting that fast. It's just taking a perfect form of the back of your head. You're like, oh god! <laughs> it was amazing though. Ice pillows. That that should be a thing. Here's a trick for you. Uh, Becky did this last night. Get a hot water bottle, uh, fill it with water, stick it in your freezer, take it to bed with you at night. It does wonders. Honestly, <laughs> stick it on your back. Oh, it, it keeps the cold in for ages. Get get five. Haste them to your body. I'm mad. Yeah, it's a good idea. Honestly, I was amazed last night about how cold that thing was. To the fact that at one point, when it accidentally hit bare skin in the middle of the night, <laughs> sort of did a yeah, <laughs> a Steve from American Dad. Ah! 
<laughs> hey, Nathan. Nathan, see you. Nice to see you. Um, hey, man. So, uh, yes, today... How, how have you... Sorry. Go on. What we, the, say, how, how have you been coping otherwise? Uh, I, I hate it. I actively hate it. Uh, I, I really, 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 really don't cope in the heat. I, like, I, I, I can't do it because like, if, if you've seen any kind of part of me, it's, it's hairy, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is mostly hair. I mean, there's not so much anymore, but <laughs> like my, my back looks like Robin Williams's forearm. Um, <laughs> Uh, so uh, this 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 heat uh, it's 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 no bueno. <laughs> oh, understand I, you. Um, I've uh, I've got that uh, the the French lesson coming up for the uh, the Merovingian swearing. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Who's doing it with you? It's uh, just someone someone from Italki, um, okay. which which is the uh, it's uh, it's a language learning app that I use. You can just uh, hang on. You can just book in lessons with instructors. They're just like actual people, natives to the oh, natives to the the language that you speak and stuff. Oh, cool! So you, you can book in time with them, and I <laughs> I, I I put it in the specificity for for what I wanted yeah. to learn because you have to talk Swear to them a little bit. You, you have you have to talk to them a little bit about your experience with the language. So I I was telling them like you know that I'm conversational at this point. You know I can get by. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, I put the Merovingian swearing from the Matrix too. Uh, so the first three <laughs> people I sent that to said straight up, "No, really? Oh, no. <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> not doing it." <laughs> Instructor has gone offline. <laughs> yeah. it, it, right. it was it was pretty much just like I'd gone. So I would like to I would like to learn what the what the Merovingian says from the Matrix. <laughs> That's that's pr that's pretty much just what happened. <laughs> they just went, no, uh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you <laughs> you are being diverted to the police. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But yeah, so I've uh, I found this uh, found this guy who's gonna who's gonna apparently teach me. Mm. Um, he's he's familiar with it. Uh, okay. I, it. It may have been a, like a, a regular request. Who knows? Um, yeah, he only teaches that. Yeah, that's, uh, it is. It is the Merovingian that I've booked. That's that's who it is. Please, could he get one of them Zoom backgrounds? Could he just get like the chateau from the Matrix? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> it would be really good. I yeah. uh, I I had some free time on my hands, so I spent it uh, looking at green screens. So it's like I never thought about getting a green screen in my life, but like I thought for these kind of situations. Might be fun to be sat in a chateau somewhere. Yeah, um, why not? Yeah, but to sidetrack, um, he he was saying that it's it's not proper French swearing. It's just like a because uh, it sounds like a, a sentence the way he says it, but it's just a collected yeah. bunch of words that he's just kind of strung together in a rather French sounding way. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so it's just like, a crude way of uh, yeah speaking, but with a with a French twist on it. Yeah, it would not like necessarily any Just is it like the is it just the, the accents, the tone? Yeah, it, like, it would be just like us word. going ass, bum, twat, tits. You know, yeah, th yeah. this this kind of thing. Yeah, um, nonsense. But like, yeah, non, <laughs> non nonsensical. Um, okay, oh, there's a there's a question coming. Um, how much of deduction and mentalism 
can one use in detective video games like L.A. Noir, Sherlock Holmes and the Devil's Daughter, and so on? That question was from uh, Rosendo Mayorga. Okay. Uh, the, my, my answer to that is I have absolutely no idea. I'm not a gamer. <laughs> Um, I'm familiar with some of the like the LA Noir games and um, thinking of how you uh, do your sort of like your face reading and people reading skills and observational skills. There's a lot of that, I would say, that you could adapt to that game. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't think you'd need to know um, the game yourself, but I think what you do has some uh, translates. Yeah, it translates some elements over into the game itself. I think they could probably use what you do really so i'd stay tuned guys if you're a gamer, that's a good avenue to go down really if you're a gamer and you're looking for those types especially detective uh yeah. genre gamer that might come in handy although no, also no. the little facts especially the sherlock holmes games i mean because the amount of references we drop about sherlock and stuff like that and you can reel off any sherlock fact i'd say you wouldn't necessarily have to do deduction work it would just be sherlock look over the podcast and just Take note of the Sherlock fandom. <laughs> You'll pick yeah. up a hint or two. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, why why not, right? Now, now yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but there there is uh, an online escape room of sorts. I've that, heard that, this. There's a that, really good yeah. game out there. Brand new, state-of-the-art, some where, sort where, of form of animation hmm. slash live-action hybrid that no one's ever seen before that, you know, people should, probably should check out more. Where, like where, where can I check that out? Where it can I go to check it out if you type in the deductionist escape room on YouTube? Just okay. by chance. If it happens to pop up, or maybe <laughs> check your Facebook, I don't know why it might be connected to that as well. Or check my Facebook, there might be you know the odd link to that again, coincidental, but you know, whatever pops up. That sounds oh. like a sort of joke in the making. <laughs> <laughs> and there are plenty of those as well in the video game. Yeah. Uh, uh, too, but yeah, Rosendo. <laughs> that looked amazing, mate. That was brilliant. <laughs> Good evening, Daniel. Good evening. Um, so yeah, uh, Rosendo, I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't provide you more of an answer myself, but I, uh, I, I actively don't game at all. It has, uh, not that I've got anything against it because I haven't, I, I just. It doesn't interest me, <laughs> so I don't do it. <laughs> um, in in a nutshell, it would be a lot like, uh, you know, football uh, again, as that was recent, or the Olympics, you know, because that starts tomorrow. Um, I don't really have an opinion on that either, because I don't do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what's my two pennies worth on that? Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. So, but to that end, I thought it might be somewhat interesting, maybe even intellectually titillating, Ooh. to um, <laughs> to have a look <laughs> at some of the uh, mysteries that people have found online, where where the tagline is a case worthy of Sherlock Holmes. Oh. Now, there there are to use the exact mathematical figure, bajillions of these. Um, but that's just weeding out the ones that are actual mystery stories. 
you know, once you get down to the actual real life things that happened and there are kinds of records of, the list becomes dramatically shorter um, as a result. So I found I found this one that's that's, that's pretty interesting, and it's on the uh, the BBC website of all things, and it's known as the Green Bicycle Mystery. Okay, the Green so Bicycle Mystery. It was a murder trial that captivated a nation. A well-spoken former army officer, represented by the most famous barrister of the day, stands accused of killing a vivacious, independent young woman. The body of Bella Wright was found next to her bicycle on the evening of the 5th of July, 1919. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, she had been shot in the head. Um, that'll do it. Well, yeah, that'll, uh, that'll, uh, that'll take it on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, where are we? So for months, there was there was no progress. It wasn't even established, that, you know, that she'd been shot first. The bicycle wasn't found. It was it was thrown into a river um, out there uh, at, at certain parts as well. Folded up. <laughs> they kind of folded it up neatly. Whoa. This isn't this isn't a folding bike, by the way. You know, so they sort of folded <laughs> the frame around, put the wheels in the middle, folded that around, and oh, threw yeah. it into the river. Yeah, um, but uh, so 100 years on from the killing, experts in the so-called green bicycle, bicycle case have been turning their attention from the drama of the trial to the woman who lost her life. So that was the kind of thing at the day and, and the reason it, it went on soul for so long, because it genuinely swept through people's interests in this high-ranking, you know, army officer uh, taking yeah. out some, some young woman. Uh, so Bella... She was um, just every bit the the kind of change of society at that particular yeah. time. You know, she uh, she she wasn't a afraid. To, yeah, prog yeah, yeah, progressive. That's probably the best word, right? Um, so, where are we? Uh, so we've got some things in terms of this. You know, we've got cycling historians that have gotten involved uh, in what's going on. <laughs> and the like stories. yeah how how did that happen to the bike to be fair how did that happen to the bike <laughs> i don't know when like when you let me uh, see if i can share it so you can see the picture um so this is the picture of the bike that's the bike <laughs> all just oh folded and... giant dead spider yeah it's just just kind of it's just wished yeah it's fold it's like i keep Ikea, Ikea packed. Mm. Absolutely. But see, in terms of this, they're looking, uh, and the, the reason it's, you know, worthy uh, of mm. Sherlock Holmes is because there's, there's no, there's no apparent motive. You know, the, uh, the, mm. the modus operandi uh, in terms of the, uh, the murder itself is obvious. The woman has, a hole in her head that shouldn't mm. be there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like she was trying to grow an extra mouth and it went wrong. <laughs> that's, that's... It's, it's, it's plainly uh, inaccurate. <laughs> it, it, exactly. Her head should be that way. Exactly. But like um, as some of the people are saying uh, that it was the real, the reality of her personality that made it unfathomable that somebody would, would do something to her. 
Um, so this historian has gone on to say that she was the daughter of an illiterate agricultural laborer and lived in a rural cottage, she said. Uh, but by early 1919, age 21, this, this woman, Bella, she'd got a well-paid job. Smart, okay. dressed, beautiful lady, good social life. She wasn't tied down by any uh, by any male, you know. I, I mean, she may have been in the privacy of her own home, you know. We will uh, do <laughs> what... Um, what uh what what tickles our pickles there um <laughs> but the uh the independence was her bicycle so that's how she commuted from uh stoughton mm. to uh, she had a job at a rubber factory uh in in leicester <laughs> and she was uh she was <laughs> often seen... <laughs> yeah that, that's that's why i kind of giggled before of it um and and basically this is where the mystery uh, lay at the time. And to me, that should be um, an example of how the progression of understanding human behavior has changed during that period. Because not only do we have a mystery that's, that's quite capable of being solved very easily nowadays, yeah. Um, even you know, you know, even in somewhere as as remote as a country lane where where they found her body, but the fact that this kind of um, oh he would never do that he's a barrister yeah. or he's an army officer has used to hold court uh, literally um, yeah. you know back in the, back in the early nineteen hundreds then you start to reputation like yeah. like you say it was untarnished it wasn't able to sort of uh, connect with the actual murder itself and people won't put two and two together it down that sort of lane i mean it's crazy isn't it that that's how people thought once and in a way back then i suppose if people cottoned on that that was the way people did think about uh, people in positions like that they could have got away with a lot worse couldn't they i'm not saying Mm. her murder wasn't bad but my god i bet the abuse of power going on there was astronomical really wasn't it absolutely would you say was it a, a would you not label it as a a psychotic um murder would you it's, say if it didn't it's it's easy up. it's easy to do that it's easy yeah. to to not kind of uh ascribe any behavioral causality to to a random act like that as just being well it's psychopathic yeah it's 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 very doesn't mean it's not the case uh at all but it's it's quite easy to do that there is there is uh an examination of this guy the army officer that should have gone on from from trained professionals who are, you know, able to diagnose that kind of um, that kind of uh, behavioural trigger, uh, mm. or, or almost, you know, in the same way yeah, yeah. that you were, you know, that you know that people who are uh, incapable of vocalising their their true feelings will often lash out, you know, that kind of simple behavioural cause and effect notion when you when you aren't equipped to deal with something you might lash out verbally you might lash out physically um that's the kind of thing the kind of trap we can fall into with the uh, the, the psychopathic analysis that's why you bring in these kind of investigators but you know it just reminded me of sarah everard uh, of recently yeah because yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's pretty much without the bike the exact the same, same scenario thing, yeah she yeah. disappeared on her way home. Where was she traveling between her boyfriend's and uh, her friend's house and her own flat? And yeah. Disappearing Boom. on a, off the streets. Yeah, literally, that's the biggest change, isn't it? It's now happening 
within a public area, like off the streets is sort of still public, isn't it? It's still suburban, but now it doesn't have to be the countryside and like that. Yeah. These things still are happening and can happen. And it was like, copper that did it. Yeah, that's it. It's it's the most it's weird to say like bizarre because I suppose why wouldn't he be a copper? Like anybody, anybody who's like that could technically have that profession. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it wouldn't throw the ball in his court at first. But my God, exactly, exactly. And the the uh, yeah. the, the the righteous, you know, the right uh, righteous is the wrong word. The the correct outcry, you know, like how can a policeman do that kind of thing? We've lost mm. faith in you know this as an entity. Hundred percent. Yeah. But what was what was immediately considered as well is the behavioural makeup of this guy in terms of his motivations. Why would he choose to do something like that? The these professionals came in, got an understanding, and the trial goes smoothly. This guy gets sent down. Uh, well, will get sent down obviously when because yeah. it's, <laughs> there's there's no coming back from that. Uh, I, I, well, I'd, I'd say you you've made your bed, haven't you? Yeah, uh, abs- absolutely within that area. And uh, the when you look at the kind of echoes, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, that sh- the Sherlock Holmes stories have, uh, either either before reality or as a result of reality influencing them. Um, uh, let me let me Google the time that this story came out. The uh, the solitary cyclist uh, was a story that was written about a young woman that liked to uh, commute on her bike and was concerned that she was being followed by some ruffians. There was a, a love triangle involved. Oh. Yeah, it was, uh, it was this whole thing. And the echoes of like the, the finding the bike in weird way, 1903. Uh, 1903, oh, that, was, that, was, that was originally published as well. So, you know, when, when you when you ask somebody that likes the Sherlock Holmes stories, why uh, it's, it's a complete work of complete work of fiction. No, it, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's, it's, the, uh, it's the kind of, it's the kind of short sensationalized. Sure. Um, but uh, it, it, go on. There was, there was a lot of sort of real life inspirations that he sort of brought into the mix, wasn't it? Even going down to Sherlock himself, was it Joseph mm. Bell? And someone yeah, there, else, wasn't there? There was a, there was a few. So uh, Joseph Bell, uh, Jerome Caminada was one at the time up in oh. Manchester. Uh, yeah, he had a, he had like a, a sort of a career long feud with a criminal as well. Um, oh, wow. Uh, Bob Horridge. Uh, he was involved uh, in. Um, was, go on. Was Bob Horridge's the inspiration for Moriarty? One of the inspirations for him as well. No, 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 no. Oh. There was. Uh, there was many other sort of more, more nefarious characters than, uh, than, uh, than than Bob Horridge, but like um, even Jerome Caminata was was involved in like high profile mysteries in terms of um, uh, a moving hansom cab, uh, and somebody had died inside. Whilst oh whilst uh, uh, I forget the the exact mode, but whilst the driver was still driving, you know, got in alive. Arrived at destination, uh, a little worse for wear, and oh. uh, it, it wasn't like a, a medicinal kind of concern, you know, like a, a heart attack or a massive stroke or something like that. You know, she, yeah. they had been killed. Um, so yeah, that's that's the the kind of mysteries that Jerome Caminada himself got involved in. 
Um, oh, uh, Rosendo's uh, uh, came back. Uh, thanks, anyways. Uh, just honor to chat to a, a real life Sherlock Holmes. Thank you. That's uh, <laughs> that's rather sweet. Um, also, I would like to be a working deductionist to solve crimes. Should I be a private investigator? Um, I, I, again, I, I I can't tell you what you uh, what you should or or, or should not do. Um, it's down to your own capabilities, your own interests, your own um, your own attributes, the things that you're that you're better at within that field uh, than others, and how you can pursue that. Uh, a lot of times, it will come down to availability as well, because you know private investigation is not really a, a general thing in the UK. It's it's much more of a uh, uh, corporate. It's part, it's part. Yeah. Yeah, usually part of a bigger job, isn't it? Oh, yeah, time. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, again, I'm I'm not going to be so arrogant as to tell you what you should do with your life in order to get yeah. the outcome that you desire, because I'm a big believer in exploring it. Um, it's, it's because there's no career um, that I know of where you can't use these these kinds of skills. Uh, yeah, because because it's the it's the ultimate people reading skill, and you can put it to use anywhere. Um, so, if, if private investigation is something that appeals to you, hundred percent, go at it. If it isn't, don't. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> you can, you can still apply all these things into whatever I mean. You like you said, isn't it? It's like even absolutely. Sad. That's not the choice you want to make. It's absolutely. not necessarily going to tarnish your learning. <laughs> I got, I got turned away from another detective program. Uh, uh, last week for for having a a, a hand tattoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were like, um, yeah. There, there are a number of other, uh, you know, forces that would would accept your position, and they spoke about my capabilities and that I'd be awesome. But you've got a tattoo, so we can't take you. Which makes That's, no sense. Whatsoever. Seems rather <laughs> stupid, but fair enough. <laughs> and it, it's it's only the uh, the local uh, West Midlands uh, police force. So, guys, if you're listening. Um, your policies suck <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah, Bedford, Thames Valley, Northumbria they, they would have taken me but it's like a, a, a two and a half hour commute and yeah. I, can't, I can't do that <laughs> um, I, I, I can't do that um, but yeah that, that, was, that was just a for instance so yeah uh, Rosendo if you've got any uh, visible tattoos maybe consider some concealer um, I, I can't really I can't really hide that it's, it's rather big <laughs> um so yeah um he uh Nathan's chimed in as well with another one um maybe it's not your field but i have to ask how would you memorize math formulas any recommendations for it um it's kind of uh one of my one of my fields one of my interests um definitely more uh, of a of a physics route rather than uh, you know, any other specified topics, but the, you know, the, the route to remembering the, uh, the equations and formulas and patterns would all remain the same. I, I term it how you read it, however long it is. So whatever part of the equation you have to read first, and then I substitute the elements into a little story. That's that's it. Like we spoke about there a, um, a couple of a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. Like the number two could be a swan. The four could be a sailboat. Uh, you could just as easily make uh, make ones for for plus, minus, times, divide, squared, cubed. Um, yeah. You, just, <laughs> you can reapply it in different avenues. 
exactly. It just requires a little bit of thought. So look at look yeah. at the math formula that you have to um, that you have to learn, and come up with your own mnemonic language for it, and then the, just formulate some stories. And I'll tell you, it'll be the most ridiculously enjoyable thing you'll you'll do with mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, back to our back to our Bella, uh, our yeah. our solitary cyclist from the Green Bicycle Mystery. What happened to Judge? The, let me have a look. See if it goes into it. Um, so witnesses agreed that Bella had been cycling with a slightly scruffy man that afternoon. What were you doing that day, Adam? Hmm? Oops. Hmm? <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I wanted some change and things got out of hand. <laughs> um, she ran over my balls. Got <laughs> that out. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's a live stream, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to do that? That, um, so that, that just put me off a, a Lexi jump then in the background. Um, so uh, witnesses agreed uh, that Bella had been seen cycling with that slightly scruffy man. But as the police worked, Bella was buried on the 11th of July in Stoughton. Stoughton, don't know how you pronounce it. Hundreds attended. She didn't know that many people uh, at the time. This okay. was like this was like a celebrity death. Right. Um, okay. uh, extensive appeals failed. Yeah, extensive appeals failed to trace the man, and it appeared the case had gone cold. However, seven months later, on a February morning, a barge snagged something in Leicester's River Saw. Great name for a river. Um, it was a pea green bicycle. Whilst most of the serial numbers had been filed off, one set was still legible, and it led straight to Ronald Light. Oh, so that's that's how they caught um, caught the guy himself. So here we go: the trial, the trial, the trial, the trial, the trial. Thirty-four-year-old uh, Light was the troubled son of a wealthy engineer. He'd been expelled from school, fired from a job, and lost his commission in the army. His past included allegations of arson, improper conduct with girls, and forging military orders. This sounds like Donald Trump. Yeah, I was uh, about to say. <laughs> yeah, more so than anything. That's um, not a presidential resume. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, legitimately because of uh was he did he forge his way out of vietnam was it or one of the korea although the jury at his trial did not hear about his murky history light initially denied owning the bicycle or meeting bella but witnesses identified him as her companion on the day she died a holster traceable to light was also pulled from the a river and it were bullets matching the ones found near bella's body um Oh God! We've got a we've got a picture of the judge. We've got a picture of Ooh. the judge. Chuck him up! Bang! Look at that guy, Sean Bean. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing there? Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy. So this guy's basically um, claimed uh, a bullet trajectory. As as the um, as the reason to why Ronald Light didn't do it, uh, because it, 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 he hypothesised based on the the, the kind of yeah. detail and bouncing off that happened that it could have come from a rifle. So there's no way to say that um, you know someone didn't you shoot know, a long distance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is this is turning into JFK. Now we've got this second gunman <laughs> uh, on on the on the grassy knoll. We've got Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> right so um 
Moreover, he pointed out that such a large bullet fired at close range would have caused a larger wound. This raised the possibility of the bullet may, may having nothing to do with Bella. Also, that her death was perhaps a tragic accident. How you can accidentally trip and land on a bullet with enough force for it to explode in your head is beyond me <laughs> at all. <laughs> but th this, this kind of, yeah, this, this kind of thing, it seems, um, there was like uh, twists that kind of kept going on, whatnot, like, um, where are we? Uh, in a dramatic quest, uh, quest? That's not a word. In a dramatic, <laughs> like an Irish twist, way of <laughs> an apparent confession was recently uncovered in police archives. The typewritten okay. account states that in the days after the trial, Light went into the, into a police station. This is Ronald Light um, yeah. to collect some big belongings. There, he told an officer with whom he was friendly that he had in fact killed Bella, but insisted it was an accident. My, I, I dropped my gun and it went off. <laughs> he also said that he would deny the story if it became public. The officer's notes were then filed away. <laughs> See, th this, if, only, th if only it was that easy to get away with murder these days. <laughs> right. Okay, so you just confess to this uh, you know, triple homicide. Uh, yes, but I'll I'll deny it if you tell anyone. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Believe it be then. Like he's just, oh shit. Well, what do I do now? Yeah. He's just going to say he didn't could, do it. Could could you not deny it? No. Okay. Well, I guess you're oh. innocent. <laughs> I see. I'm, well I'm done. fine. <laughs> well done. <laughs> A remarkable case My of big randomly case imploding. Down the drain. Exactly. It, it was clearly raining bullets that day. It was remarkable weather. And uh, <laughs> this woman wasn't wearing a helmet. <laughs> All her fault. All her fault, stupid Silly. woman. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the thing that like sort of originally pissed me off about the the nature of these kind of unsolved mysteries and how they're yeah. so grandiose and whatnot. Like when we looked at Elisa uh, uh, Lamb and that um, that hotel uh, one with the guy yeah. that, that fell in the roof and whatnot. And you, like five five minutes in, we go, it's this. Yeah. It's quite a simplistic answer of human tragedy. <laughs> yeah. But it just so, has to be bolstered into something much more sensational. Exactly. Doesn't doesn't take away from the tragedy of it just being a, you know, this 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 simple explanation. But like when when facts or or you know data, information, evidence is mismanaged or not handled properly. That yeah. leads to, you know, this kind of two and two trying to come together to make four, but like magnets they try and repel one another because there's this mismanagement of detail um yeah. in the middle that leads to more time more people getting involved more opinions more yeah it more, all gets more more hypotheses it just becomes this homogenized mess Absolutely. sometimes it's you know it's good to add other colors to the palette but when all the colors start getting mixed and you just won't be able to tell what the picture is going you, you'll lose sight of what it was you were trying to get to the bottom of in the first place. Like I think a lot of these documentaries recently have come out and done. They add too much into it for the audience rather than the actual core reason mm. for why it's there in the first place. It's a mystery about some, you know, whoever, who whoever's died or passed away in sad circumstances. And it's layered on with loads of melodrama to sort of 
amaze people in a way, isn't it? It's sort of mm. to entertain people. And it's a weird fine line being crossed, isn't there? It's not quite crossed. It sort of balls because the way it's sort of the, the way it's tonally produced for is it looks like it's serious and it looks like it's adult and it looks like it's something that should be taken, you know, sort of with you know, hat off, head bowed. Yeah. But really, we're all watching it because oh, <laughs> this is like <laughs> someone followed her into that lift though. She wasn't liked. <laughs> it's was like oh god, what are you doing? Like <laughs> what, what are you doing? Well, like what? Yeah. Stop it. Just, just, just stop. Yeah, all, all of that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. What? That's that's kind of the interesting mystery about documentaries themselves. They they talk about it being a like a like a, a factual recording yeah. of events. It's it's really a film it. because it's designed to entertain you. It's designed to keep Absolutely, your interest. Yeah. There's music. There's drama. There's yeah. There's pacing. There's a narrative. There's a creation to how you deliver it. If it really was just, you know, somebody reciting facts, it would just be a guy yeah. sat there. I was involved in this. I did boom, 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 boom. It led me to believe this, bang, 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 and here we are. Yeah, it, it is the elephant in the room, isn't it? Yeah. We have to be, in, to be interested in it, we have to be entertained, which is a really awful thing to say, but, you know, it wouldn't, they wouldn't make that documentary like the Elisa Lam one, fact for fact, how it happened without adding anything in. Otherwise, no one would watch it. If they didn't add the music, the drama, the story, the little flashbacks, which, you know, came from like when they were reading off their Twitter account and they got some actress to do the note, like, you know, obviously, yeah. uh, you know, do the voice uh, of yeah. Elisa. And it was like, it just, why did that need to happen exactly? But at the same time, it did make it more like alluring. And it was sort of like, well, is that us or is that them? <laughs> Is that bad for us for watching it, for liking that, or is it bad because they've done that and enticed us in? Yeah, there was yeah. um, there was one mystery that popped up that um, I I thought was quite interesting as well because it it, it kind of blended with science to a to a particular degree okay. uh, within this area. So. Have you heard of you know the the missing evolutionary link between like man and ape, the uh, yeah, this, yeah. this this thing that's referred to as the missing link? Yeah, I've heard, heard so, vaguely of it. Yeah, so in uh, in 1953, the uh, the scientific community was shaken to discover they'd been made a monkey of. <laughs> um, so the incident in question it involved an orangutan's jawbone which was cleverly attached to a centuries-old human skull some 41 years earlier and passed off as the missing link on the evolutionary tree. Ah. Yeah, the perpetrator of the Piltdown Man hoax, which is a great <laughs> name for a mystery, right, first of all, yeah. as it came to be called. Um <laughs> So yeah, it was it was previously suggested, and some still believe the hoax may have been orchestrated by none other than Arthur Conan Doyle himself. <laughs> wow, I mean, we didn't see that on display at Underwood. <laughs> just his goddamn beast <laughs> display case. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Oh, brilliant! Um, so yeah, it, it's it's not though. Turns out it was a guy. Get this, called Charles Dawson, very close to Darwin. Um, 
but yeah, that was that was kind of that was kind of uh, uh, a whirlwind of of creation of detail in that industry. If people go, oh, we found it, we found it, we found it, but there's this this kind of bone that doesn't really. No, we found it. Shut up, we found it. <laughs> Shut up, you fired. Get out. <laughs> there, there was a lot of that going on. Yeah, um, back then and. People, people don't want this belief. Oh, people talk about how far we've come, like I just did yeah. before. This type of shit still goes on today. Yeah. This, this type of beliefs that, that happen. Have you seen the recent Bigfoot footage? I haven't, no. I've Bigfoot. always sort of like been fascinated by it, though. Oh, mate. Bigfoot new mate. stuff out. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah he's, he's doing a tour. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> no, there was... He's uh, doing a tour. <laughs> he's doing a tour. Of course he is. <laughs> Um, yeah, the last, was... the last I'd heard, a, a, a hand, half an ear, and a penis had showed up in a Nike shoebox in someone's office somewhere in some wood in America. <laughs> and then it turned out to like, I don't know, it was a sausage, a sandwich, <laughs> and a big bake oh, shaped God. like a. <laughs> <laughs> I always find it hilarious when they they throw up from time to time that photo of, of his Bigfoot reel and you've got that stock footage photo of Bigfoot, you know, the, the iconic yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really kind of grainy moving, footage. Yeah, like moving from side to yeah. side through the trees. And then there's a documentary a while ago and it's very sort of not well known, to be honest, but it, in the clip, there's this weird looking bloke who just admits to dressing up like that whether he's telling the truth or not i don't know but i feel that even if he was telling the truth people wouldn't be interested because he literally is the most boring kind of guy he's just a dopey looking guy like yeah i just uh I put on a onesie <laughs> and a, an, an ape mask and they took a photo of me and they're like right how how did you uh, set it all up he took the photo <laughs> and sent it to a journalist <laughs> oh <laughs> Oh yeah, brilliant. Well, that's that's uh, no good. <laughs> I can't that do anything that. for us. Yeah, Harry and the Hendersons needs another series. <laughs> I'd love to see it like a uh, new footage of Bigfoot found, and then there's there's old there's old Big Hazard Henderson <laughs> in the uh, in the in the trees, just got got a fry up on, just with his little yeah. frying pan, like what? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> How's it going? You okay. You're, you're some eggs. Pull, pull up a log. Come on. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll shoot the breeze. We'll, we'll make s'mores, whatever you do in a forest. I don't know. You know, when I, when I was about, well, probably, probably older than six or seven, to be fair, but it, I, there was a time when I hadn't really watched the Star Wars films, and I assumed Chewbacca had his own TV series. <laughs> and I genuinely oh, thought it was him. <laughs> Oh, I thought, man. how come he's there and in Star Wars? Like, what the fuck's going on there? And <laughs> Henderson gets around a bit. So yeah. either at one point he's, depending on which way you believe your own narrative went, either he forgot how to talk and replaced it by going, <laughs> or learnt how to talk. <laughs> learnt, learnt how to communicate more. He's a bipolar son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more invested in... Uh, in uh, in him now as a character, now that he's got this kind of depth and range, good old Chewie, yeah. getting around Absolutely. a bit. He was Absolutely. odd when he was here, but when he was abducted by aliens, he became a little less odd. 
because <laughs> he was the least oddest thing. As people do. Yeah. You know, Donald Trump. <laughs> we all need to just get abducted by aliens a little bit more. Just a little been? bit. I don't know. This is what this podcast is, Ben. We were kidnapped three years ago and they've been forcing us to do this. <laughs> as long as we never admit the truth. <laughs> no! Put the probe yeah. down! <laughs> Have you seen The Fourth Kind? Uh, is that the documentary slash real live footage slash yeah. Mila Yogivich? Yeah. Yogi face doing stuff. <laughs> Mila Yogi Bear. Um, Mila Yogi Bear. <laughs> but that, is that that's no, uh, but that, that's 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 an that's another thing in terms of where where kind of critical thinking goes out of the window, yeah. uh, in in that you know, Emilia Jovovich comes on very kind of dramatically at the start. Uh, we're going to show you some uh, scenes from the film that we've acted out, and we're also going to show you the the real footage side by side. So you go, oh, holy fuck, there's real footage. Jeez, wow, oh my god. <laughs> no, at no point do you question the the apparent real footage. Yeah. But it's it, it's, it's there. fake. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I mean, it's been proven that it is now. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been proven. So it was, it's just it, absolute a low bull. It was. It was no online. It was. Yeah. It was. It was an investigation. But like, I, I, I do it uh, as in bring up that point. Yeah. To try and kind of highlight the fact that this kind of cyclical closed-mindedness still goes on, and that we yeah. are all subject to its whims and it comes back to this emotional qualities being antagonistic to clear reasoning if you've ever sat there and thought oh they would never lie to me well yeah. you've just you've just shot yourself in the foot <laughs> because <laughs> you've you've just created a blind spot there for you to never be able to see any data behind you yeah. know it it might not be nice to think that you know your your mother your daughter your loved one would would lie to you, but they have the capacity to do it. Yeah, of, trust, of no, they do. One. trust, trust no, no one. Trust no one. Everybody lies. lies. That's 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 you know a, a link to my own emotional baggage, <laughs> but more of uh, more of the the mantra to which I uh, I live my days and uh, keeping me on point uh, yeah. in in terms of that. Uh, so yeah, this this type of stuff has been going on for centuries, and that's the reason these these mysteries seem to be so unfathomable. Um, you yeah. know, it, it, to that end, as soon as you start to say, "Oh, why why would a why would a copper take some girl off the streets and murder her?" Yeah, and really, it's been on all this time. Yeah, he felt compelled it's, to do it. Yeah. It's, it's a question that's not new or no. I suppose it's bad to say it's not shocking, but in a way it's just, it's horrible and disgusting yeah. that stuff like that happens. But like you say, stuff in that kind of vein has been happening for some time. Mm. And there is the elephant in the room of, you know, what exactly makes someone do something like that and does necessarily having the label of law, you know, on, on top of them as a reputation, do anything against it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. World we thinking, it is a it is a terrible problem. Like yeah. uh, we we suffer from it massively in the UK because we keep voting conservative. 
Why? 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 Would, yeah. Why? What, what's What's wrong with us? But then again, that's a question for another day and for about ten more podcasts yeah. <laughs> to fit that one in. <laughs> I was watching um, Eight Out of Ten Cats, and uh, there was a Jimmy Carline um, about about the Conservatives, <laughs> which is deeply upsetting because this episode was from 2016. Um, so it's and and it's still happening today. Uh, oh. And he was he was talking about um, the uh, the Blues meeting in Parliament to get together and uh, talk policies or as they refer to it, new ways to fuck up Britain. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, I don't, but no, got to laugh or you got to cry. Oh, yeah. uh, Juanita's got a question. Um, we've uh, we've actually dealt with similar questions before uh, in terms of uh, religion and the like and psychics. Uh, talking about bigfoot do do you do you believe aliens exist me personally are you asking me or yeah you? i'll me. answer after um i think you can't rule it out because you don't know i don't i don't i've never seen one i don't think i'll ever see one i don't think any of us will ever see one no. but i can't speak for the big dark mass out there i know nothing about it and if no. and I, no one really does, data in research and science can only take us so far. We are a smart race. I think we're an intelligent race that has a lot of potential in, in creating tools to find out certain stuff. But there's just some things we'll never know. So that's, 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 my, that's my answer, too. Yeah. I believe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sentence, guys, just in case any of you are curious is also on your um, your emigration form to come and live in Britain. <laughs> if you can't quote that sentence, you, yeah. you, you, don't, you don't get in. Uh, I believe, <laughs> I don't know. To sound like you know without actually knowing. That sounds like the best way to step forward with your first line in course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe. Really? I believe, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It could turn into <laughs> one of those kind of... God damn it, he's got us. <laughs> oh, he's so good. Oh. <laughs> he should be a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> it turns back into the, uh, the the to be or not to be thing. You can say it in different ways to try and get... <laughs> I believe I don't know. I believe yeah. I don't know. I believe I don't know. <laughs> oh, well. I mean, it, uh. it's also, as well, it's kind of a... That way of thinking... Um, it sort of makes me worry if I ever do have kids one day and said child asks, is there anything under the bed at night? It's one of those things, if I'm going to be brutally honest, I don't know. <laughs> I think there's nothing under the bed, but who's to say? I'm currently not looking under the bed. I don't know what's in that space under the bed. And yes, it probably, you know, you know if there was something under the bed, it probably 50-50 chance it would kill you as well. So <laughs> this is where we've set up yeah, to prank your future yeah. kid and I'm hiding out with a chainsaw. <laughs> In a way, the I don't know theory sort of solves everything, but unravels everything as well. Yeah, it opens up more questions as many as it as much as it does answer. I mean, yeah, you, do you believe in any of this alien footage that you see online? Because today we're sort of exposed to so much in terms of, you know, fake footage and Photoshop this and After Effects that. I wouldn't even know what was real and not real. Today, they could probably show me an alien ship landing in parkour near me 
on a video phone and I would instantly say, yeah, it's obviously been tampered with. Obviously, it's fake. That's the day and age we live in. <laughs> it could well be. But exactly. I think I think the technology um, the, wolf. the the I don't know is is applicable mostly because you're 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 admitting to yourself the the feebleness of your knowledge, but it keeps you forever inquisitive. Yeah, which which I think is such an important thing when it comes to people reading because there'll never be a position where you where you'll go, well, I know everything now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah well, you don't you, you don't you've human behavior <laughs> is something exactly. that you it, it's it can't be characterized into a yeah. form <laughs> human behavior is as complicated as you know are there aliens question <laughs> exactly it, it really is it's as deep as that isn't it there's so much we know about ourselves really we're only halfway there with our own feelings and thoughts rather than other people as well taking that on board no one should say like, oh, I know this or I know that because we just don't. There could be something we could know to a certain degree and we could yeah. learn, but there's always going to be something we don't know about yeah. anybody. Yeah. And, and to that end, it's it's a great learning curve for your future imaginary kid as well because you're building that into them and saying that. I don't know. Yeah. So what should you do? Check. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know that, that's that's such a that's such a great acorn for good behaviors to to grow from in terms of combating fears. Yeah. You know, challenging yourself, exploration of knowledge instead of just going, oh, Google it. I'll find out the answer so that I can use it. That's a different way of doing things. In, in just yeah. going, I'll Google it. You're just parroting the answer back without inhabiting the information for a while. <laughs> that's. I mean, I'm, it, it, no, I get what you mean, but it, it could also turn around on me if I. I say to the kid, like, check. He checks under the bed. He comes down. Was there a monster? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Will he eat you? I don't know. <laughs> and then we're back at square one. <laughs> well, then. That'll be, that'll, be, uh, that'll be your mystery version of the Lindbergh baby. Like, yeah. I don't know. Check. And you just see a thump. He gets dragged in under the bed, like... Uh, <laughs> shit! No one's gonna believe it was an actual monster. Yeah, <laughs> bollocks, <laughs> Becky. <laughs> Can we get working on another one, please? We need yeah. a replacement. They'd be like, it happened again. <laughs> <laughs> It'll turn it. Oh, what's that terrible film? Bab Babadook. It'll yeah, turn yeah. to the Babadook. 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 Oh, I don't know. Baba Trump. Uh, unknown boy. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Oh, Lex is trying to nudge away. Come say hello, then. Um, she's here. Get your little 15 Aww. minutes of fame. See, Lexi only <laughs> communicates with her tongue. If She doesn't understand anything if she hasn't licked it. Um, <laughs> which sounds a lot smuttier than, than what it is. Uh, <laughs> you ruined a sweet moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you've met her. She licks everything. Like you know, where you got you you got a top tassel like me of shit. <laughs> you got to tassel a dog's head like when you first meet them for the first time. You can't yeah. do that with Lexi because she's trying to go. <laughs> that's 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 how she communicates through uh through the power of tongue. <laughs> the tongue comes out does the talking. <laughs> she's got one of those little little metal aliens that lives inside of her mouth yeah. 
Uh, that thing so, from Men in Black. He, <laughs> <laughs> it just it just reminded me of the uh, of Audrey Two from uh, from Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but which, if you haven't seen it, guys, uh, Mean Green oh, Mother oh. from Outer Space is an absolute banger. What a song that is. Um, but it's when the this big plant singing, and then the little guys come in and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's really good. Oh, it's such a good film. We've gotten drastically off topic. Anyway, we have. the um, the the thing that I was I was I was driving at with the entire point of that discussion is these things become a staple throughout everything that, that that goes on in terms of our behavior and our thoughts and the way that we get from a to b do we yeah. get from a to v uh, a to b via oopsilon no <laughs> like that's this ignore that that's, well, that's I love not going relevant. down oopsilon uh, oopsilon <laughs> i did it again um but the, the, it's that's how we get into this kind of flawed rationale of of not being able to problem solve it's because there's yeah. there's an emotional block you know, if if you've ever gotten to the point where uh, you're like me and uh, me and Maddie have one regularly when we're we're, we're falling out with a printer because <laughs> it's, printer. It, it's a dick. <laughs> it, it is a dick um, in, in what it is. But like so when we're, we're trying to connect wires and one of us is getting more frustrated, it just doesn't seem to work. Nothing we can do. And it takes yeah. the other person to just go. All right. You go step out. I'll maybe plug this in a little bit further so it connects, and then it will work. You know, these, yeah. these type of things go go around everywhere. Uh, yeah. So it, the next time you come across an apparent unsolved mystery, it's not some fantastical creation that's gonna absolutely be the most daunting and clever thing that you've ever come across in your life. Yeah, um, it could just be a cable that needs popping back in. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. To that end, I I always watch uh, magic uh, with the kind of ultimate fun sponge kind of attitude to try and figure out a possible way that this trick could work. Mostly because the the mystery itself is being demonstrated to me as something otherworldly, uh, and it's yeah. designed to make you forget that one immutable truth that magic isn't real. Um, you know, you, you talk about the magic of feelings and all of that kind of that's that's got an absolute truth to it. And I'm a I'm a big yeah. believer in the art form, but in terms of creating otherworldly experience, that's that's not real. And we're we're encouraged to forget that for a moment, to to engage our emotional thinking, so we can't critically understand exactly what's happening. So I I love to I love to try and uh, figure out some. Who's to say if it's the actual one or not? Who knows? But like I, I love to, I love to watch them and have a few minutes just to get involved with the story that's being told to me and the music, and then okay, here's the performance, bang, and then and, and just just try and put together some kind of method of of how it would work. Uh, yeah. And the the one thing the the one thing that I've I've come across that um, I, I I still to this day can't put any method to at all. Is um, if you've seen the uh, the well, it's a teller effect really, um, with uh, with coins and fish and a and a big tank of water, and uh, it's it's brilliant, it's brilliant, yeah. uh, and he's 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 aptly demonstrating the um, 
the power of breaking chains of thought, you know, which yeah. is like chains of thought within magic would work like this. So you, you've got a coin, you put it in this hand and you show this empty. So where's the first thought that it would go to? It, it would go to it, go to it being in this hand. But like, yeah. that's that's why most of them now when they I'm, I'm going to mess this up now because I don't do sleight of hand. But this is this is the this is the example when they would do it this way around and they'd make some kind of like fanciful move this way to show this one empty. And then they go uh, and then just talk here afterwards and demonstrate that. <laughs> you know, that, that breaks the chain in the story and why it's why it can't by a better performer it would be uh it would be better to understand it it's, it's just on the back of my wrist but that's 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 the nature of why these problems are so fun to untangle because the guys that create really good tricks they they look at the story of the things that you would question and then put barriers in the way to stop that like some people will will show you an uh, an, an apparently empty hand when they're talking but flash this one a little bit more so this one's irrefutably empty, but just because you've seen the palm of this one, nothing can be in that. So we put two and two together and we make empty hands so that when that happens, <laughs> it's, it, it's much more uh, of a revelation as a result. Yeah. Um, this is the kind of thinking that goes into, uh, Tell has spoken about this um, uh, a lot online uh, as well in terms of breaking down this neuroscientific path, pattern of problem solving and it's it's a great thing to develop for us in terms of people readers because the next time we get some kind of uh, emotional upheaval that stops us from being able to critically analyze something so the truth can be presented to us we're, yeah we're better we're better equipped to deal with it but that bloody fish one is still <laughs> the one thing i i have not been able to to get something towards it's just fucking brilliant and it's just the end nice. it's just the end bit that's all i'm talking about everything else is like production and he's using the water to turn the water into coins and there's just hundreds of the bloody things coming out of his hands and his sleeves are rolled up it's great he's got this metal tin and as he drops each coin in the sound lets you know that there's more coins there um as well oh wow and and then at the end he collects all, all of these handfuls of coins out and he sort of puts them in the water and stands back yeah and nothing happens and we're supposed to go oh he's a funny sod he's a funny <laughs> sod but that's really there just to highlight the fact that this tank's empty <laughs> right that this is one yeah, of those right. kind of this is one of these kind of problem solving moments if i can splash water around in some yeah. kind of apparent magical comedic gesture i've detracted yeah from from exactly. focus so he, he reaches his hands back in with a, a lots of coins and starts doing this and he just produces hundreds of fish real <laughs> life wriggling around fish what and, the... and it's absolutely amazing and I, like now this is that time where it could be just a wire in my head that's not connected but i've, <laughs> hit, I've hit a point with that now where i'm just i what <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> yeah, such a brilliant trick. But that, in terms of training, yeah, th that's that's a great way to go. It's a great way to go uh, in terms of if you've got a few minutes to practice. Boom, let's do this. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to be one of those arsehole keyboard warriors that's like, oh, I know how it's done because you might be horribly wrong. And that's not the point. You're just putting that's together it. some kind of cause and effect methodology to test your your rational problem solving skills when your limbic system is going 
I'm going to fill you with lots of juice now. You're going to feel lots of lovely things. Um, which, you which sound is a... like every attacker I've ever had. <laughs> I was going to say that's that's the worst musical underscore for a porn scene yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was just my last day in the confession box. <laughs> and from then on, Adam was thrown out of religion and was asked <laughs> never to return. <laughs> Not any specific religion, just religion told him to leave. Exactly. So here are seven unsolved mysteries that you may want to look into yourself. And they're quite epic. It's not like... Um, a, a, a murder case, for example. These are epic things okay. that still haven't been solved. The reason they haven't been solved is verifiable uh, in this in this kind of situation, either because they're too difficult to solve mm. or because there's not enough information at this time. So uh, dark matter, you'd have, you'd have heard of dark matter. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so the, the Dutch astronomer Jacobus Captain uh, first hypothesized its existence in the early 20th century. So we can't see dark matter, uh, and we don't even know what it looks like. But mm. some scientists have confirmed that dark matter exists because of the way it interacts with uh, matter in the realms of perception yeah. uh, and the like. You know, so this is this is one thing that you could look into. You know, you can go away and solve dark matter. You can unify gravity under under one theorem. Why not? <laughs> Einstein couldn't do it. This is your time yeah, to shine. Let's have a go. That's a, there's another one called the uh, the Voynich manuscript. It might be Voynich because of the language. Rude. I don't know, but it's um, it sounds like something you should apply cream to. Um, <laughs> but the uh, the Voynich manuscript is a detailed book with over 240 pages written in an unknown writing system. The script what? is full of illustrations consisting of strange yet colourful drawings, odd objects, and unidentified symbols, although the book was named after the Polish-American bookseller who acquired it in 1912. Carbon dating suggests that it's over 600 years old. Whoa. The Voynich manuscript was probably compiled in the early 15th century during the Italian Renaissance. Holy hell. There's, there's another one. I can, show you, I can show you a picture of it as well. Of some of the, uh, the little squiggly digglies. So this is the thing. I was going to say, don't show people my drawings I send you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to show them the picture I keep. Of you mean a tree? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is me diddling in a back alley. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Um, so the, the next one is uh, uh, Cryptos refers to a strange and mysterious sculpture that sits outside the CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia. Say it's what? It, yeah, it's a 12-foot-high it's cryptographic puzzle, uh, essentially. Ah, oh, I'm moving too much. Holy the hell. camera just keeps doing this kind Ooh. of thing. Oh, focus, going. focus. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. Um, so where are we uh, in my notes? So it, the, the puzzle was designed by Jim Sanborn and contains 1,800 characters uniquely arranged to form an encrypted message. Okay. Um, so three of its messages have been solved. The fourth section at the bottom, compromised of about 95 characters, is known as one of the hardest codes to break. And no one's done it yet. 
Oh, right. Okay. No one's done it. Mad. This is how we get into the fun ones now. So Beale ciphers, also known as the Beale papers. It's a set of three cipher texts that supposedly pinpoint the location of ancient treasure buried underground. No, I'm not reading from the plot for <laughs> National Treasure 3. Um, this, is, uh, this is an actual thing. Uh, the hoards of hidden gold, silver, and other jewels are estimated to be worth more than 43 million. If this is secret treasure, how the f- do you know what it is? First of all, there, there, there's the uh, there's the question. Um, it's said that whoever unravels the location mentioned in Beale ciphers will be rewarded about twelve million dollars in gold. Oh my! But it actually <laughs> says on the breakdown for this details: polish your skills by participating in escape room games. <laughs> it actually says that. So well, well placed advert. <laughs> I'll show you. Just in case people think I'm bullshitting. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, okay. So we've got another one called Faisto's Disc. Not to be oh. mispronounced or said after a couple of whiskeys. Um, <laughs> our, uh, our list of the world's biggest unsolved mysteries won't be complete without mentioning the Faisto's Discs. Um it's made from fired clay that dates back to the middle or late Minoan Bronze Age, which oh. is about 2000 BC. The disc was discovered in 1908 by an Italian archaeologist and is known to contain hieroglyphics that haven't been deciphered. Oh. Now, these next ones you'll be well aware of. Um, Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Jack the Ripper. Uh, there's, there's this one. Uh, even though there have been many, many sort of... Yeah. High, we don't know for sure, do we? Exactly. The, the you sort of high <laughs> profile uh, yeah. reasons for who it was and why it was this person. It's never been categorically stated yeah. 100% Jack the Ripper was this guy. There are some people out there that believe Boris Johnson is an undead uh, sort of demonic being who was Jack the Ripper. <laughs> this is a true thing. This is on the internet. Uh, <laughs> there, there, there is the following. That's that's the internet for you. But I, I I like to think that at the time, everyone's looking for Jack the Ripper. There was just some nutty old Cockney woman just sat in the back of a pub somewhere going, fucking idiots, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love that. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, and the, the final one is the Malaysian Airlines flight. Many people traveling by plane still get the chills when they hear about MH370, which isn't drugs, it's a plane. Um, After all, it is amongst the biggest unsolved mysteries of the modern world. So that was a slight number. Was it four or five years ago? Uh, It doesn't come with a date. Um, Oh, no, it does. There it is, Uh, uh, 2014. So it's the plane that went missing while en route from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing on the 8th of March, 2014. The the aircraft was crossing the Indian Ocean when it vanished from the radar without any possible explanation. No turbulence and no engine malfunction. Neither the passengers nor any remnants of the Boeing 777 have been found to date. You might not have an explanation for these unsolved mysteries. Oh, there you go. This is just somebody uh, uh, talking about them yourself, but... There you go. This plane has vanished mm. mid-flight. Now, if that doesn't sound like a magic trick, yeah, what does? Exactly. Better than that is they haven't mentioned the, the. I think what was his name? Now I'm sure it was like 
the mystery jumper from 1950. Has that been mentioned at all? Is that coming up? No, no, that was, that was just a seven. Who's the mystery well, jumper? Uh, recently, um, there's a new series on Disney Plus called Loki about Loki. I don't, have you seen it? Uh, it, it does ring a bell. <laughs> have you heard about this guy? Uh, the scene where he jumps out the plane. Oh, uh, DB Cooper. Yeah, it's in the uh, it's in the trailer. But yeah. it was based on a real life mystery of a bloke yeah, yeah. hijacked the plane, jumped out of it. No one, there's no evidence of him ever landing back nope. on Earth. <laughs> nope. No one knows where he went, what he did. No body, nothing. He searched everywhere <laughs> where he could possibly have feasibly landed, even with wind against him, and there was just nothing. I like to think that we're somewhere that watching that scene in the, in that that episode where they've seen the Bifrost come in and take him, and they've gone. <laughs> of course, oh <laughs> that is what happens. Of course, <laughs> flat earthers unite. <laughs> 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 so, uh, uh, flat earth should be. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm not opening that can of worms. <laughs> um, so Liam's here. Liam's here. Yay! Yay. So he, the the documentary about him was class, as in Bigfoot. It was called Harry and the Hendersons. He believes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Liam's question is: If aliens take you to their ship, do you then become the alien? What? Well, you don't bring that sort of talk in here, bro. That's it's not on at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we, Can't call more... me an alien in this day and age. Yeah, we're more highbrow knob gags. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm a highbrow knob gag. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah, the the, the uh, Charlotte's right. You know, it depends on which definition of alien you use. Um, yeah. So we we can say categorically that there is alien water that exists uh, because we found some yeah. on Mars. Yeah. There is there is alien life in terms of vegetation water? because we found some on Mars. And I kind yeah. of like this idea that uh, all of these billionaires now are, are being fired off into space because there is a very high degree of possibility that they might burn up on reentry. And if we all just hope a little bit harder, <laughs> that we can do that. Did yeah. you watch? Did you watch Jeff Bezos getting shot into space? Uh, I didn't. It wasn't, know. It, 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 it wasn't just him sat in a big catapult. Or that a bit amazing. <laughs> I thought, like, I thought we'd had our day with live executions, but you know, <laughs> this is a new one for me. Was it any good? <laughs> watch it, and it, it's a real life version of that Austin Powers scene when the, hey sir, that looks like a giant Johnson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> I'm gonna have to find what a lovely you. pair of melons. Get oh, melons. mate! I'm gonna have to find you a picture because it it looks exactly like a penis. <laughs> it does. Okay. <laughs> it's even got a bell. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Lav, yes, dear. Is that a cock being shot into space? Yes, yeah. dear. Yeah. Oh, is that Photoshop? No, no. This no. this is actually happening. <laughs> Someone's actually doing that. Disgusting individuals wow. they are. I th- That's incredible. Me and Maddie were talking about this uh, uh, yesterday, and I think that if you've got enough money 
where you know you could have a different car for every day of the week a house in every country do all that if you want to crack on but if you've still got millions and millions and millions left it is your duty to do something positive with that to do something worthwhile and beneficial instead of hoarding it because what the fuck are you hoarding it for yeah (laughs) yeah is it going to be like what what, at the end of the day money is just going to still be money (laughs) it will remain money of You're the gonna, same value forever. Exactly. Your box is just going to be made out of slightly better wood than mine at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it will either buy things or it won't. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, right? But that's, that's my uh, my kind of uh, uh, floray into those wankers um, <laughs> for, for as long as I'm prepared to do that. Um, so, yeah, the uh, we'll bring this to uh, to a scene, to a close, to an end. It's the final sure. countdown. Um, <laughs> looks like a giant penis. Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got the uh, the I memorize challenge that I'm doing this week. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be cool. We've got uh, Anthony Mativier, uh, the interview. That's the podcast that's coming out on Friday. Nice. Uh, I need to talk to you after I stop recording this about dates to uh, get the last little bits done yeah. um, for the devil's illusion. Yep. I was about to pull and the last bit. Yeah, that's... I've We're got not on next... that one yet. We're not no, on that one. <laughs> no, I, I've got the next two days to finish up the work on the uh, the T-shirt line as well. Um, no. Because I, I heard back from Teespring, so that, that's kind of been in purgatory for a while because they are crap at replying to messages. Absolute <laughs> crap. Um <laughs> So uh, there's there's that that we're working on that's that's still all to come, uh, but yeah, guys, if you've if you've stopped by the stream, thanks so much for your time. If you uh, if you haven't subscribed already to the channel, do so now. You get to make me and Adam both very happy. Uh, and um, I was I was about to say I was about to go. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try and go, please. <laughs> Bye. Instead, I just went like that. <laughs> just giving your, just creating some chi. That's what we was doing. Just a big old ball matter. of chi. Yeah, hand. some dark matter. There you go. There's one of the mysteries done. Adam's created <laughs> it. It's fine. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your interest, guys. And uh, we will see you all next time. Have yourselves 